It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. A group of New World First bus drivers threatened to work to rule over the arrest of one of their drivers yesterday. A legal scholar says the definition of sedition under the crimes ordinance is too loose. And a think tank calls for a revision of the way the school subject liberal studies is graded. Some drivers from New World First Bus are launching work-to-rule action to voice their discontent over the arrest of a colleague at yesterday's anti-government protests. On top of dangerous driving, authorities accuse the driver of possessing an offensive weapon. Francis Sitt reports. Lam Kampu from the bus company staff union was in denial about the speeding charges against the driver, who has been accused of driving at high speed on Nathan Road close to police and of honking his horn in an unreasonable manner, affecting police work and stirring up people's emotions. Speaking on a radio program, Mr Lam says some drivers thought the arrest is unreasonable, as drivers wouldn't normally speed up if they saw many people on the road. He also said the driver could have been honking his horn to warn police. The 37-year-old driver is also accused of carrying an offensive weapon in his bag, namely a spanner. The union representative, Mr. Lamset, is coming for bus drivers to carry a spanner to adjust their rear-view mirrors. Mr. Lamset, a group of drivers were launching work-to-rule action. He urged his company to take any recordings, including the black box from the bus, to find out its speed at the time. Police arrested 289 people yesterday and handed out fines to 117 for violating social gathering bans. A legal scholar says many remarks could be regarded as seditious because of the loose definition of the offence under the crimes ordinance. Eric Jung, a law lecturer at the University of Hong Kong, was commenting on yesterday's arrest of Tam Tak Chi, the vice chairman of the People Power Group, who's accused of uttering seditious words. Mr Cheung told an RTHK radio program that people with opposing views often get into heated arguments, but police targeted only anti-government voices. On the same program, Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong said it wasn't difficult to understand what incited hatred. He said he didn't think calling for the resignation of the chief executive would break the law. Chinese university researchers have warned discharged COVID-19 patients and their caretakers to be extra cautious, saying even though some of them may appear to have recovered and had been cleared of the virus in their respiratory samples, they could still be infectious as the virus could stay in their gut for much longer. The experts from the CUHK Faculty of Medicine investigated the stool samples of 15 local COVID patients between February and April and found three of them continued to display gut infection up to six days after the virus was cleared from their respiratory samples. Professor Paul Chan, Chairman of the Department of Microbiology and Associate Director of the Centre for Gut Microbiota Research, said people must observe strict personal hygiene even after returning home. We advised, um, uh, even though people are discharged from hospital, and you should be aware that uh, there's, there could be a period of time that you may still shedding the virus. So your personal hygiene, especially in the toilet, and uh, is very important. And all the contaminant uh, areas should be cleansed with uh, proper disinfectant. The university added it has set up a centre which will assist the government in providing COVID-19 stool tests for people who have difficulties in following instructions, such as children and elderly people. It said the centre can deal with up to 2,000 samples a day, adding this testing method is safe, non-invasive and generally very accurate in picking up the virus in people who may be asymptomatic. 
Meanwhile, the hospital authority says a 96-year-old coronavirus patient has passed away. The female patient was admitted to hospital with a cough and fever last month. A total of 97 COVID-19 patients have died in Hong Kong. The think tank of former Hong Kong leader Tong Ji Hua has called for a revamp of the school subject liberal studies, saying the original mission for introducing the subject to secondary schools has not been achieved. The subject promotes critical and independent thinking and has been blamed for causing social unrest. The Our Hong Kong Foundation says the subject's grading should be simplified to pass and fail only, instead of having the normal grading system. It says the curriculum should be reorganised so that students can learn more science rather than just humanities. Typhoon Haishen has made landfall in South Korea after passing over Japan's southern islands. The typhoon has brought heavy rains and winds of up to 150 kilometres an hour as it moves past South Korea's second city, Busan. Hundreds of flights have been cancelled. In Japan, the storm did less damage than expected. The British government is planning new legislation which could override elements of the Brexit agreement signed with the European Union last year. The proposal would remove the legal force of customs arrangements for Northern Ireland, which were agreed to prevent the return of a hard border between the North and the Irish Republic. More details on the EU's reaction from the BBC's Chris Mason. Off the record, sources telling the BBC that uh, this is not good news as they see it. Michel Barnier, the EU's chief Brexit negotiator, has said publicly before that the withdrawal agreement is central to the trust on both sides because it's an arrangement that both sides have signed. Some diplomats privately are saying that this is a big mistake from the uh, UK's perspective. Ireland's foreign minister has tweeted saying explicitly that he doesn't think that this is a good idea. Japan's Coast Guard says its search and rescue mission for 40 missing crew from a capsized cattle ship in the East China Sea remains suspended. Two crewmen were rescued while another died after being found unconscious on Friday. Their ship sent a distress call last Wednesday as Typhoon Maysak lay, lashed the sea with strong winds and heavy seas. The search was suspended due to bad weather on Saturday when Typhoon Haishen was headed towards southwestern Japan. The ship had been carrying 43 crew members and nearly 6,000 cattle. Meteorologists in the United States say a thermometer at a weather station in Los Angeles County, California, has registered 49.4 degrees Celsius. It's a record high temperature for the region. An unprecedented heat wave in the state has fueled nearly a thousand wildfires. Colonel Jesse Miller of the California National Guard is part of the team battling the fires. August is somewhat early in the typical California fire season to experience uh, this uh, dynamic fire behavior, but it's the sheer number of fires burning throughout Northern California concurrently, and several of them large complexes also burning concurrently. That's what's making it historic and unusual. Britain has registered nearly 3,000 new cases of coronavirus, its highest daily figure since late May. The Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, said he was concerned by the rise. He said it was mainly among young people. Here's the BBC's Hugh Pym. Over the last week, the number of new UK coronavirus cases reported each day has been rising steadily. But today there's been a dramatic rise to nearly 3,000, an increase of more than 1,000 on yesterday and the biggest daily rise since May. 
Government sources acknowledge that there now seems to be an upward trend which needs to be monitored carefully. The number of daily reported deaths remains very low and health officials will hope that the sharp increase in new positive tests amongst younger adults does not mean infection spreading to older and more vulnerable people. India has become the country with the world's second highest number of coronavirus infections after the US, overtaking Brazil. India has now confirmed over 4.2 million cases of COVID-19 and nearly 72,000 deaths. Here's the BBC's Anbarasan Etirajan. The coronavirus is spreading very fast in India. You know, after the government started relaxing restrictions, people have started going from, you know, different parts of the country, even within the states. That is actually leading to more, you know, transmissions and it is spreading. On the other hand, the government is also carrying out a very high number of tests. You know, it has crossed 1.1 million tests per day. And the government's argument is that because we are doing more tests, uh, we are getting the very high figure, but it is having a huge impact on the economy. Human rights groups say more than 250 people have been detained during a fourth weekend of mass protests in Belarus, calling for the resignation of President Alexander Lukashenko following disputed elections. The Belarusian Interior Ministry wouldn't confirm this figure. The BBC's Jonah Fisher reports. This is another huge protest brought here not just by that vote, but by the brutal, violent crackdown that followed. Why have you come out here today? Because my heart was broken when I saw all this violence. As the afternoon drew to an end, the demonstrators gathered near the palace of President Lukashenko, spray-painting the barricade and jeering at those behind it. Then, as the crowd thinned, the riot police had their revenge. Pepper spray was used and dozens of demonstrators detained as the police launched themselves into the crowd. The White House has dismissed allegations raised in a new book by President Trump's former lawyer, calling them lies peddled for cash by a disgraced felon. Michael Cohen claims the man who employed him as a fixer for more than 10 years was an ardent admirer of Pre President Putin, made racist comments about his predecessor, Barack Obama, and was guilty of the same crimes for which he, Cohen, was jailed. These include tax evasion and making false statements to Congress. In his book, Cohen also described Mr Trump as a cheat, a liar, a fraud, a bully, a predator and a con man. To business news, the initial public offering of mainland beverage company Nongfu Spring has become one of the hottest in Hong Kong after it received a huge amount of buying orders from retail investors. Demand outstrips supply for more than 1140 times, locking up an amount of over $677 billion. Due to the oversubscription, investors who applied for the minimum 2,000 shares will have only a 12% chance of having their order met. The offer price has been set at $21.50 per share, the upper end of the range. Nongfu Spring is expected to raise around $8 billion. Its shares will begin trading on the local bourse tomorrow. China's exports rose for the third consecutive month in August, eclipsing an extended fall in imports as more of its trading partners relaxed coronavirus lockdowns in a further boost to the recovery in the world's second biggest economy. Customs data showed exports in August rose a solid 9.5% from a year earlier, marking the strongest gain since March 2019. The figure also beat analysts' expectations for 7.1% growth and compared with a 7.2% increase in July. Imports, however, slumped 2.1%,
compared with market expectations for a 0.1% increase and extending a 1.4% fall in July. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 24,708. That's 13 points up on the previous close. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 106.27 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 25 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Chung. Novak Djokovic has been thrown out of the U.S. Open tennis after hitting a ball at an official. Djokovic showed frustration after losing serve during his match. He then took a ball out of his pocket and hit it behind him, striking a female line judge in the throat. There's no suggestion that the shot was deliberate, but after a lengthy discussion, tournament officials ruled that the world number one was defaulted. In a statement on Instagram, Djokovic declared himself extremely sorry for the controversy and said it's left him really sad and empty. The incident happened in the first set of his match against Pablo Carreño Busta, who's automatically through to the quarterfinals. I don't think that uh, any one of us, of the players, uh, do this, this kind of thing intentional, you know, uh, it's just the moment. But did you think he should be allowed to continue playing and just be fined? Well, uh, the rules are the rules. The referee and the supervisor do the right thing. The exit by Djokovic, along with the absence of Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, means there will be a new Grand Slam champion crowned in the men's draw. A couple of home favorites scored upsets in the women's round of 16. Jennifer Brady ousted the 2016 champion Angelique Kerber with victory in straight sets. Shelby Rogers used three sets to beat the number six seed Petra Kvitova. In the NBA playoffs, the Los Angeles Lakers have evened up their second round series against the Houston Rockets with victory in game two, 117 to 109. Anthony Davis had a game-high 34 points for the Lakers. In the East, the Milwaukee Bucks lost Yanis Antetokounmpo to injury, but won Game 4 against the Miami Heat to avoid being swept in the second round. Chris Middleton stepped up with 36 points in a 118-115 overtime win. Antetokounmpo left in the first half with a sprained right ankle. The top-seeded Bucks are in danger of being ousted by a lower-seeded team for the second year in a row. Here's our U.S. Sports commentator Ray Jovanovich. The Bucks struggled to get back on track and they were overwhelmed by the sturdier Miami Heat so far in the second round. Another Bucks youngster reigning NBA most valuable player Giannis Antetokounmpo never really regained his dominance during the playoffs. He was injured in game three and was limited in minutes only 11 in game four but the Bucks hung on and while avoiding being swept in game four with a thriller in overtime it just ended. I think Bucks fans will need to wait another year. On the ice, the Dallas Stars clamped down on the Vegas Golden Knights to take Game 1 of the NHL's Western Conference Final. Defenseman John Klingberg scored on the Stars' first shot for the only goal of the game. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And that's the news and sport from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 7th of September is today's date. Many thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. And it's great to be back broadcasting and bringing you this program from the Broadcasting House studio. Had to say it in one breath. Too excited to be back. And we do have a busy program for you. Just after half past one, we'll be uh, talking about ethnic minorities here in Hong Kong and how we can create a better future for them.